Hey, everybody. Hello. You may have noticed this is labeled absolute zero instead of neon heat. Correct. That's because it's an absolute zero and not a neon heat. That that tracks. Sorry, guys. It's been a, a busy real life month as well, and we've had some things pop up that are taking a little bit more time than we thought, but uh, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming very soon. This week's episode is an absolute zero. We're also doing one next week. Thank you to all of our patrons, but one patron in particular. Michael. Michael. Thanks, thank Michael. Thank you, Michael. I'm sorry that we don't have a new Neon Heat for you this week, but we will very soon, and I promise it will be worth the wait. And I'm also working on some new Absolute Zeros for the Patreon feed. Mm. Great excitement. Great excitement. You How know, many more uh, in the in the hopper, so to speak? In the hopper, we have four to five. Four to f- oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm going to start dropping those as soon as I chop through these damn combats. I, sorry about that. <laughs> I have to be careful what I talk about because I'm much more current than you guys are in that story. Well, that's fair. <laughs> Good absolute zero stuff coming up, too. If you would like to hear that on our Patreon-exclusive feed, you can find us at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. In addition to the most up-to-date Absolute Zero episodes, there's also a lot of other fun content there, like outtake reels from both Neon Heat and Absolute Zero, little chit-chat, things like that. Oh, and we hit 100 followers on Twitter, Pickle. We did. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Because now we get to do a giveaway. Thank you to everyone out there who is following us on Twitter at RPG for you and me. You you helped make this possible. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So if you want to enter the giveaway, it's going to run for a couple of weeks. Check out the Twitter to see the details and maybe win some free art. Free art. Free custom art. I know you guys have characters. I know you got NPCs. Let me draw them for free. Yeah. Allie, uh posts a lot of her art on both her personal Twitter and our RPG for You and Me Twitter. Character art, session art, little comics about stuff that happens in the show. You've seen that, right? Because it's real cool. And some shit posts, if and you're into that. A lot of shit posts. Please enjoy this week's episode of Absolute Zero. Absolute Zero. I'm going to keep those in. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. RPG for You and Me presents Absolute Zero. A side campaign for our Patreon members, run using the Savage Worlds ruleset in our custom cyber fantasy setting. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group. You can find them and their products online at peginc.com. As always, thank you for listening. It means the world to us. With that out of the way, let's get back to the story. First thing Boreas will do after, you know, making sure that everybody's okay and that they have a safety baseline is get somebody to keep a lookout just in case more people are coming, just in case they dispatched another team so they don't get caught with their pants down again, and then instruct them to gather up literally everything they want to take because they will never come back to this apartment, ever. Kala looks a little sadly at the fridge and all the foods that you had stuffed in it with her. He'll put a hand on Kala's shoulder and just say, Don't worry. There will be plenty of food. Yeah, but that's all right there, isn't it? It is. But you can always get more food. Can't get another cow. I don't know if they cloned me or anything. Even if they did, there's not another one of you. 
she puts a dainty little hand on her chest like she saw you do the other night. Like, <laughs> who, me? Oh, look, you're learning. Your experiences and your knowledge are everything that make up who you are. And I don't think they can, if they can clone that from you, they can't clone things that happened after that. She squints and is a, a little confused. Think about how much more you know now than when you did two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a month. I mean, a lot. Almost a different person. Victor off to the side nods and he's like, uh, something I know for sure uh, that I didn't know about half an hour ago is that I need to get this tracker out of her arm, like real fast. Um. And Solaire looks at him like, no. That seems advisable. Well, I'm not much with medicine or surgery, but I can um, clean up the mess afterwards, if that is agreeable. Solaire looks very tired and very concerned. Maybe don't. It's. I'm sure it's fine, right? Like you know, <laughs> you don't have to do that. Well, you know, they did find us here once already. They might be on their way again. So let's just. Let's just get it out of you. Hmm? That sounds good, doesn't it? No, I don't think that sounds good. I don't think that sounds good at all. Solaire, I know you are scared. I know you are in pain, and all of this is happening very fast. But the price of my help and endangering all of my friends' lives is... Well, there's probably more, but for now, get the track out of your arm. Can you roll a persuasion for me? I can surely try. I have a d6. That is a four. Okay. How do you think that persuades her, though? Maybe she realizes that she goobered up pretty badly and that sort of this entire chain of events is her fault for coming to fuck with Boreas in the first place. And she's already, you know, she already knows that they're trying to help her and that she's in danger of imminent death in at least one way. So maybe she sees reason. She scratches her forearm a little sheepishly. Is there anything I can bite? He'll pause and look around and then brighten a little bit and pull out some beef jerky. Some <laughs> How of his, thick his, is it? Oh, it's so thick. <laughs> it's thick cut. He'll smile and hold it out, but just towards her mouth. Like he doesn't <laughs> hand it to her. He puts it out towards her mouth. <laughs> she snatches it. She's not like just going to put it in her mouth. <laughs> Suit yourself. I'll just put that on your tab. Squints at you a little bit, but... Oh, well, big class A like yourself should be able to afford it. Or what? What? I don't even know. Yes, yeah, should be. Um, no, no, we're not, we're not brushing back. <laughs> we're, not, we're not going to brush past that. What do you spend your money on? Are you destitute? Do you even have a home? Roll persuasion. Minus four. Okay, uh, one. Oh. I had a five. <laughs> I think she just says, wouldn't you like to know? I think I do. So, um, Victor, do you know how to perform surgery? Maybe. I mean, uh... I've read books, right? I mean, how hard can it be? That is an excellent question. I put them in, right? So I know where they go. I think this is going to be fine. Can you hold her, please? Um, Soler, don't take this the wrong way, but... Maybe it would be better if uh, I made you frosty for just a just a minute or two. Hmm? Uh, God, I guess. It, it'll be fine. Trust me. Are you uh, going to roll to entangle? I, I would like to entangle her. <laughs> you go for it. Uh, that is a six. Well, hot damn. 
Yeah, you can you can spray her down with some ice. It just it entangles her so she can't move or anything. But yeah, I'll spray her down in some ice. Just like a light coating so that not to like fully restrain her, even it's though like it does. If she wanted to, she could get out. Yeah, it's like the olive branch of, all right, I'm going to do this, but <laughs> I have survival, but I have no medicine ability. If you want to use survival to assist yourself in an, this entangle by like also holding her shoulders or something, I don't know. Is well, that I was a thing? thinking I would I would assist Victor in what he was doing. Gotcha. But... I mean, if you have like any alcohol or something, you could splash down. I have a survival knife. Oh gosh! It's got utility <laughs> tools like a compass and stuff in it. <laughs> I, don't I use the compass to find the tracker in her body. That's how that works, right? I don't know that that's a, that's a viable solution on that one. All right. Uh, I think Boreas is Not gonna... to poo-poo no, that excellent course, idea. <laughs> I think um, if if Victor does not have anything, uh, Boreas will give him the survival knife and then um, maybe also cast, cast boost trait healing on Victor with his weird science. That is bold of you to assume he has healing. With a normal success, that would take it from an untrained to a D4, and then if it's a raise, to a D6. It would go to a D6, yeah. If Boreas realizes that Victor does not have medical knowledge of any sort, I don't know if he would still have Victor do it or if he would do it himself. Well. I think he's he's more of a research boy. Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily a medical dude. Right. So that being the case, I think Boreas is holding the knife out to Victor and then maybe spots this uncertainty and pulls it back a little bit and says, are you sure that you can do this? I mean, I, if I can put him in, it can't be that hard to get him back out, right? Yes. He holds up one index finger and his nanite skin dissolves into a little carbon fiber finger and it gets very sharp. Oh. <laughs> He's um, like, I, I, think, I think I'll be fine without that knife. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I don't know if I could live with myself to tell uh, Ella that something happened to her sister if I wasn't personally responsible. So maybe, maybe I'll just do this, Victor. Are you sure? Not at all, no. If you would uh, like to direct me and show me where, where it is, maybe I should be the one to do this. I mean, yeah, all right. With one dainty finger points on her forearms like that, I feel it in there. Right. He puts the beef jerky in her mouth. <laughs> and she's like, oh. and, uh, and Cal has just been going around the apartment, gathering stuff into like a lot of backpacks. Nice. Boreas will pull his mask the rebreather up, throw a switch or two on the console, and uh, take a deep breath and cast boost trait on himself for healing. Bold. Or medicine or whatever it's I think it's I healing. Mean, yeah, I'd say healing is a inapplicable thing. Yeah, whatever the skill is. Alright, here we go. Seven. This won't have any modifiers because he's shown you where it is. Like you can feel it. You just like gotta get it out. Alright. So I'm rolling a a D6 and a D4. Here we go. Five. Well, all right. Uh, she looks at you with incredibly wide eyes that are glowing that acid green. He <laughs> flicks open the survival knife that he's holding there, looks at where Victor's pointing, and then looks over to Solaire, and he has the mask on, so it's kind of muffled as he's speaking through that, but he 
pulls his goggles down and, and looks at Solaire and says, I don't think this is going to be messy, but hold still. <laughs> <laughs> the jerky's good, isn't it? That she does not say anything. <laughs> he was trying to distract her, then he was going <laughs> to... Okay, here we go. One... And then... Oh, God, <laughs> just on one? Just on one, yeah. <laughs> he just does a, a quick incision and... I mean, I think dig you can it get it out like a fucking avocado pit, right? Just, just like dig in out. and pop that shit out. Yeah, and... Uh, Victor's like, lever it, lever it, lever it. <laughs> Bing. And he stomps it efficiently. Nice. <laughs> Crunches it onto the apartment floor. Into the, like, the shitty, you know that carpet, like, in dorm rooms that's barely even carpet? Mm -hmm. It's like that. Boris takes the knife back. Does she take a wound from this or anything, or is it, do I need to, well, I can you cast You did it heal with healing, right? Yeah. I'm gonna roll her vigor. Uh, well, she rolled a 17 minus one, so that's 16. All right, yeah, he pops it out and then holds up his knife and blows on it through his rebreather, so it doesn't do anything. Looks over at uh, Solaire and gives her a wink, takes off his goggles, and then before putting his knife away, daintily wipes it off on whatever she's wearing. Oh, God. <laughs> Just on her tank top? I guess. It's already dirty and nasty, isn't it? Didn't have blood on it before, All though. Right, well, <laughs> whatever. I, I didn't say he wasn't petulant. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I mean, this is... He's been waiting a long time to get some comeuppance. I think she she grasps at her arm that is still, it's it's bleeding, you know, because yeah. it's dug something out of it. But maybe he'll just give it like a tiny little spray of ice to. That would keep the blood in. That's where it belongs, right? Just a little bit there. <laughs> they said all my bleeding was internal, but that's good, right? That's <laughs> where blood's supposed, supposed to be. <laughs> well, I think in that amount of time, she said the limo would only take about twenty minutes to get there. I feel like that was probably about 20 minutes, don't you? Probably. Just watching her melt out of the ice. <laughs> so mean, you don't even de-ice her. <laughs> mm. Your group, you got yourself, Calla, Victor, uh, Solaire, who is in slightly more pain somehow than she already was. So, man, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Alex, three arrow and two unconscious test subjects. How are you going to get all these people downstairs? Um, probably just take him. How? Well, I'm going to leave the dead arrow here, probably. I'll, I'll turn, turn to Victor and say, Victor, I don't want to be uncouth, but what do we do with your associates here, your cousins? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. If you don't have any specific requests or ideas, I'm just going to leave them here. Yeah, I've never seen, you know... My cousins die before, um, so I don't know. Try to have a little bit of tact with that. Try. I think he does grab a little at his satchel that has Alex's core in it. I understand. Um, for now, my priority needs to be the rest of us, but if you like, we can come back for them later. It doesn't seem easy for us to take all of this with us. I don't yeah. I don't want to be um speak out of turn about salvaging parts or I mean I might need them I, right I don't know how these things work for you it's a we're in a strange circumstance I don't want to be rude but I mean I barely know how I work like that's not I don't know that stuff I never studied it I suppose that's fair I 
don't know how my body works. It's just a whole nother thing, you know. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, for now, let's focus on those of us who are moving. I'm going to grab one of those shopping carts. That seems like a good idea. Let's uh, throw some things in some carts. Maybe throw a blanket over them, take them downstairs. Okay, there are, there are people with carts everywhere here, right? Yes, maybe we can uh, wrap each of these the unconscious ones into a blanket and then wrap that in a blanket. So it's just sort of a an oblong parcel. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. we're in the slums. People aren't going to look too closely here. Yeah, we're going probably. to leave pretty quickly. Probably. Um, can you roll me a notice? Yes. D6. Not super perceptive. Ooh, blew that up. Uh, 10. Victor seems real off. Hmm. Like, just in general. Does it seem like it's shock? I mean, you got a raise, right? Yeah. It's probably shock. Put a hand on his shoulder and give him a squeeze. I think he's, he stiffens, like, a little bit. He'll release the hand, if that's the case. I know this is hard for you. We're in a difficult position. And I don't, uh, I don't enjoy doing this. Waves a hand without looking at it. Ah, I think in the near future, we are going to have more options. If you want to go somewhere else or find safety, you may. I don't know. I don't know. I'll nod to that and say, don't worry about it now. Let's, uh, let's just get out of here. Mm -hmm. He goes out into the hallway real quick and just to be elsewhere, maybe. He'll look over to Kala. A concerned expression. Uh, she'd bite in her lip. After that look of concern, he'll sort of shrug and give it like, I don't know what to do expression and then not address it further. He can only do so much, man. Right. And he's not going to apologize for killing people who were trying to kill him and his friends. Allie, I, me, I get that. Oh, sure, yeah. Victor might not right now. Well, I, I, and I get that too. So yeah, plan is going to be get some sort of receptacle that they can use to shuttle these unconscious bodies downstairs. They're pretty unconscious, but y'all bash their heads pretty substantially. Listen, quantity over quality in this case. <laughs> Just only have to hit them with a baton so many times. It's true. Victor shows back up and he like tries to get it in a couple ways and it keeps cracking into like the door frame, but he gets it in there eventually. At a certain point, he would stop him from trying and just move them out there. But if they get them in, then it's fine. So yeah, I think the plan is going to be cover them, put them in the thing, and then wheel them downstairs and get to the limousine. Solid. All things considered, he'd be okay with actually putting them. Like, there doesn't need to be a trunk to put them in. He would just put them in the limousine. I'll see why not. And then once, <laughs> once they're in there, probably uncover them. So if they actually do wake up, it's not like a bag <laughs> over your head. <laughs> yeah, like at all, anything like that. How fucking weird would that be, right? Like you get your ass kicked trying to take down these these people. Dude beats you in the face. You wake up in a limousine with them all like presumably just drinking and <laughs> waiting for you to wake up. And here we find ourselves. <laughs> nice of you to join us. Yeah, so roll me a stealth. Stealth. For, you know, everybody in the cart going Mediocre. Ooh. God damn. Uh, nine. We pile the unconscious and covered people into the cart, and we will be wheeling it to the elevator, which we will take downstairs to await the limo and look super innocuous in this shady, shady part of the city. And with my, what I get, a nine, my nine stealth. 
you and Kala handle yourselves very, very well, which makes up for how squirrely Victor seems, I think. Just your total coolness level is at an equilibrium, I think. Gotcha. And you guys make it downstairs, down that elevator, down the, through the... This place isn't fancy enough to have elevator music, I assume? No, there's music. There is music? Yeah, it's like whatever's on the radio, though. Dun, 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 <laughs> it's not the dun, only dun, song. Dun, dun, dun. The only song elevators. that ever plays in an elevator. It's a nice wide shot of this freight elevator with all of them standing around in relative silence as the thing goes, and they go down. <laughs> Solaire's head is just against the wall, like her hair is vibrating as it goes down. But the limo is right outside, and you guys can pile in. Do you leave the shopping cart on the sidewalk, or do you, like, shove it back towards the building? Shove it towards the building, I guess. He's not a complete lawless monster. I mean, I don't think he's very lawless in general, except for all the illegal stuff. (laughs) Yeah, except for (laughs) that. Except for all the illegal shit. Sure. We haven't really stayed. Like, is Pantheon an illegal organization? I mean, they do legal and illegal things, right? That's kind of what I figured is... Mercenary work isn't always illegal. Yeah. But it is always mercenary work. Exactly. How long is the limo? Oh, I don't know. Regular limo length? Oh. Well, I've yeah. only been in one limo myself. So it can seat everybody comfortably. Or in a heap on the floor. Your call. Sure. If there are extra seats, I'll prop them up in the seats so they can... Real cash. Maybe still restrained in some way, but... The window to the driver is shut. So, so we never see, like, who's driving us. It's all mysterious. Unless you want to find out. I mean, yeah. I'll knock on the window. Or I, I assume when, when it's there, like, before we all pile in, Boreas will go up to the driver's window and just make sure this is not some errant limousine that is here <laughs> for another purpose, because what a crazy day that would be. <laughs> Show up to a masquerade gala. Oops. <laughs> yeah, you can knock on the window. Is it tinted? Yeah, it's tinted. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. There's like, hello. I just want to confirm that you are here for us, and you will be, where will you be taking us? Could you tell me? The tinted window detints for a second. There's just a human dude. Nice. He flashes a little casino badge on his lapel. It's just a little, just a little poker chip. Nice. What color are his eyes? Brown. Could I drown in them? I mean, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I played love interest. Let's not get crazy. (laughs) The director has sent me to take you to the casino. Wonderful. And what was your name? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> just, just, just. Uh, nah. All right. I'm going to call you Skip. Man, I'd rather you didn't. I'd rather know your real name so I can call you that instead. But here we are, Skip. You can, you can call me. Damn, you can call me Skip. I don't give. I'm on duty, sir. Skip, it is. As far as I'm concerned, it is, because that's what you've told me it is. So, thank you, Skip. We will pile in the back, and then I'll give you one of those nice wraps on the window to let you know we're ready to go. I mean, are you ready now? Is everybody in the <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I mean, once I'm in, yes, but don't don't drive away with that. So, yes, Boreas will uh, get into the back and take a seat with his uh, compatriots, sit up the test subjects in their own seats, and then uh, check to see if there's a minibar. There's a minibar. Thank God, because Boreas needs a drink. Yeah, it's got, you know, whatever you want. It's there. Do you want some muddled mint mojitos? They got all that shit. He'll look for something fruity and delicious and then offer it to anyone else who wants some, but prioritize himself. Victor takes one. He raises an eyebrow and then hands it over somewhat skeptically. 
He tips it to you, still looking kind of... Sure. Is this going to um, do anything for you outside of, you know, taste? No, Which I, I, just, I know you had that fancy like tongue installed. I, that. I did, yes. Hmm. Is there, like, maintenance on that? Or is it... You know, I didn't really think about it. Do you have to clean it? Do you brush your teeth now? Do you have teeth? You must have teeth. He Did they come with the tongue? Big. <laughs> Did they come with the tongue? No, they came with the rest of the skin. Ooh. See, the tongue is the skin, but the the t- the taste buds are different, right? I suppose. I mean, the tongue is actually a muscle. It's the strongest muscle in your mouth. Really? Yes, but I suppose you don't have any other muscles either. No. He'll hand them out, but uh, pause at Solaire and look over to Victor and say, Is this going to cause any... We probably shouldn't give Solaire any. Well, I think Solaire can decide for herself, and Solaire would like one. I I know, but uh, we're also in a situation where your head is volatile, and you could lose control and potentially kill all of us. So let's hold off for the next couple of minutes and see where it goes. Hmm? And then he takes a long sip. Solaire poutily slumps back into her seat but closes her eyes and crosses her arms and she's she's done talking he'll give her an empathetic smile while he continues to drink peel on out from the curb you're on your way to the casino excellent in the wake of everything that's happened this is the first like moment where he feels maybe a little bit more safe or at ease so he's still got his ears open but he's more relaxed than he has been since gunning down a number of people. Yeah, and they're all sitting in front of you. Huh? Like, the number of people that are, like, laying on the floor. Oh, um, I d- uh, did Or did you take those, no. or did you- okay. I mean, Well, I mean, if there was- I couldn't remember. If there was room, then I guess, just for Victor's sake. If they- if You they, probably could have fit them all in the cart. If they, they could have- They compress, would. right? Because they're just wires and shit. Sure, yeah, so- Or at least uh, these arrow are. If that is a possibility, then yeah, I think he would, just for Victor's sake. But he would probably keep them- bundled in something so they're not just like I mean there were t- there were two beds so there are plenty of sheets so Victor isn't just like staring down into the hollow face of a dead member of his robot race I mean you don't really know how he relates to these people I don't I mean he's he looks human and he's got all these augmentations put in to be more like a person yeah it's true silence blessed silence and uh just waiting until they get there Boreas is just really tired right now the limo does ferry you to the casino but it goes past the main entrance and it turns down the little side alley that you maybe wouldn't have noticed before because it's a little just a little alley the street opens up to make a ramp that takes you underground Mm, very cool closes once the limo gets inside fancy the intercom goes very thank you skip (laughs) 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 <laughs> we have fun <laughs> he says to everybody else Cal's just nodding at you like oh yeah that <laughs> makes good. sense you guys can get out because you're in the casino basement and there's a sizable security force down there it's like a parking garage or is it like a uh, it's like a private parking area like That's... maybe this is where valets take cars once they're like okay. you know what I mean sure sure so it's not like a super duper secret executive entrance no, but like regular people wouldn't be down here. Just right. employees and I th- stuff. I think he sees how many like rego employees there are, like valets and stuff, and he's a little bit more put out because he thought it was like a super secret <laughs> VIP entrance. He's like, oh, all right. Still cool, but. It's, it's pretty cool. 
It smells like cold and clean, unlike those sweltery streets up top. A security man bustles on over and asks you for your name, and if you give it, uh, without too much fuss. I do, yeah. He will take your whole group upstairs with any luggage or <laughs> oddly shaped big parcels of sheets. They will be carried upstairs to the elevator. Um, or rather, to the elevator, which will take you upstairs. I think he doesn't care about the arrow parts as much. He'll, you know, let somebody lug that. But the two uh, unconscious prisoners who are still restrained, I think he will point out specifically. These two are exceptionally dangerous and must remain alive. Furrows his brows at you and sucks on his tooth a little bit. It's like, uh, we'll, we'll just take him upstairs. And... Do you have a holding cell or something like that? We do, but we need, you know, the boss's key. It's kind of sure. her thing. Sure. He'll accept that and yeah. move on to say, just be careful. Uh, well, the one guy holding the Karnik whacks the Karnik's head against the door coming out. Be careful. Oh, sorry. Be sorrier and be more careful. I'm trying, damn. He sighs and shakes his head as he turns back to the others. I mean, I know I hit him, you know, with... At any rate, let's get upstairs. Are these, like, prisoners? What are we dealing with here, says the security man. <laughs> He's... I have not done a voice for... Sure. Um, uh, yes. They are dangerous operatives who have been extremely misinformed and or brainwashed into committing acts they don't fully understand, I believe. So, I believe they can be reasoned with, but we did just, you know dispatch them and the entire squad in a, a rather brutal exchange. So, upon first week, that's going to be where they're coming from. So, try to make them feel not threatened. Maybe you can put them in a steel box and leave them a note. Something like that. You guys know this is like a casino, right? We're not like wet works. He cants his head and gives them like a come on. <laughs> come on. Like, come on. <laughs> it's like, let's be honest here. My friend, Boreas is a fan of putting his hand on people's shoulders for somebody who doesn't like other people's <laughs> Well, um, do unto others. Don't do yeah. unto me, please. My friend, I know that Adverbera was heading this casino up until very recently. Very recently. Some Something about him as a person. So I find it difficult to believe that he wouldn't have some sort of secure facility, holding area, something to that effect. I'm sure you can find it. He considers that. Didn't quite expect you to be so well informed. And just gives you a quick, tight nod and proceeds to the elevator. <laughs> gives him a wink and a pat and says, that's a good man. So do they leave and we're going another way? Or are we going No, you're, go you're all going together. All right, There's like a bigger kind of elevator. Gotcha. Boris will turn back to the others as that guy walks away and just says, I just assumed, I don't know if they actually have them. But it seems to be walking in, so let's go. Callie gives you, like, an okay hand. Wink. She's got, like, two backpacks on. I have one, too. That's true, but it's not full of, like, just All right, I'll take shit. one of the backpacks. No, I wasn't saying you should grab a backpack. I'm just saying she has two. I mean, if he he would distribute... He likes Callie. He's not going to make her do more than he has to. That's fair. So, yes, he will take one of her backpacks if he's not already carrying something. And then they will join the security operative on the elevator. You and your ragtag crew of 
Just a menagerie of folks going up this really fast elevator. Your ears pop and you're at the top before you know it. Walking down the hallway to what used to be Audra Bra's office. It has the same gross plush doors that it did before. Pretty tacky, but you open the double doors and walk on in and it is just buzzing with renovators. Yeah, this like, was wow. Less than a day. This is like 12 hours ago. It was happen? pretty late at night. It's the same day. It was in like the middle of the night and I went home and that's where Solaire was. And then I, yeah. we went over to their apartment you, and then I, I fell asleep. I think you got to the apartment at like six in the morning Something and then like you woke that. up at three. Yeah, so, so we're now like that evening. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, it's been less than 24 hours since this whole mess it's been pretty busy that um, I caused here. So there's there's a lot of chaos going in, but it looks organized. Like everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. Sure. In the middle of the hustle and bustle is Ella, and she's busy directing a tall Ori dude with a clipboard, gesturing behind her back at the still super bloodstained column. Gross. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. Yeah, who would do that? That's good. Oh, who would do that? <laughs> there's no body still half attached to oh, it thank though. God. Just blood. Just some blood. I feel bad about that. Do you feel bad about that or does Boreas feel bad about that? I think I feel worse than Boreas does. I mean, Boreas doesn't feel good about... Uh, I don't know. He just kind of... All the situation's been a bit of a blur because he's just flying by the seat of his pants trying to do the right thing, but he's trying to look out for his people. And he knows that in killing Advibara, he definitely made some enemies and... Maybe. Uh, you know, he had a picture of presumably a, a wife and child that Boreas did not allow himself to dwell on. Well, it was it was a picture of him at like a family barbecue looking thing, oh, okay. like out in the out in the the greenery surrounding the city, but Yeah, so it's I don't know. Any it's easier for Boreas to compartmentalize stuff when he doesn't really know the person, right? So, it's easy to not think about them as a human being and, you know, that removing them would have dire consequences for other people. But that's kind of the maybe work. even for him. Maybe even for him. But that's the that's the line of work he's in, and that's the world he lives in. So usually situations like that, he finds himself in. He's taken a job, so he's able to brush it aside by being like, "Well, I mean, if they're guards, then they signed up knowing that they could die in brutal conflict. Yeah. And if they're assholes, then they probably deserve it. But you know, not everything's black and white. Shades of gray. Shades of gray." Are they all up in Ella's office now? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're? All yep. right. The guards are carrying everything that you guys didn't want to yeah. or couldn't. Yeah. And then uh, I think he'll uh, he'll take the lead and he'll step forward and wait until she's done with her thought or communicating with that Ori guy and not interrupt and either wait for her to notice him or then catch her attention when she's free. She does uh, catch your eye. Despite everything that's going on, there's like a little bit of excitement in her little purple eyes. Mm-hmm. And then that's quickly extinguished as Solaire falls to the ground. No. Oh, geez. This is actually a good point to do that weak flash ahead, I think. So it's been a week. What did you want to have Boreas be doing during it? The main crisis at the moment is Solaire and her rapidly declining health. So the the main goal was to get her aid that they couldn't provide to her. After that, the goal is security and a new base of operations and gathering information to try to get like the this whole time he's been moving from crisis to crisis. You know, mm-hmm. he had like three weeks where he didn't hear from 
Victor or Kala, and he came back and he helped get Victor back on his feet, and then immediately had Solaire show up. So now this is like the first again period of time where there's time to catch his breath and do stuff like that. So yeah. I think he would be definitely trying to gather information and leaning heavily on Victor to help him with that mm -hmm. or Ella's resources, whatever she's able to offer for a couple of things. So he wants to get as much information as possible about Rena Morgan and her company. Any extraneous information about Seva they might be able to dig up that Victor didn't already have access to. Yeah. He wants to start gathering information about Verdant Reef because Cell sent him that text message. That's true. To tell him to look into that more, maybe just get a better idea of what the place is, what's there, what type of people he might run into, like what commodities or resources come out of there that would make it important for any reason. Gotcha. He was supposed to procure some chocolate-covered crickets, I think. <laughs> he was. He'd probably put in an order for some chocolate-covered crickets. Probably not even hard to find. Probably not. Making sure that Victor and Cal are set up and taken care of in some way, at least temporarily. Maybe get them to help. I mean, they, they can all help with casino stuff, too, to, you know, if Ella needs help with things. But they need a safe place right now. They sure do. And then uh, probably just try to spend some time with Ella wherever possible. That sounds good. Get to know her a little better. Well, I can fill you in on what your folks would be doing. Okay. So, Victor, after they got Solaire into, like, an off-the-beaten-path room to kind of have her to chill in, Victor gave Ella a quite lengthy list of supplies, which she's been able to get because, like, her sister's dying and she sure. owns a casino now, so seems like a good investment. Sure. Victor's pretty much been set up in the lab working on stuff in between whatever you want to do with him. Did you show anybody those marbles that you got from Adva's desk? You know what? Up to that point, no. Just because things have been moving so fast and he probably just didn't think about it. But once they're here, if they're in a safe environment with some established downtime, I think he would show them around to some people, maybe Ella, and be like, I found this in the safe. It's mine. You can't have it. It's mine. But maybe show them to Victor, maybe show them to Kala, see if anybody just knows anything about what they are. They're Cory related. I think that's all he knew. Ella doesn't know anything about them and doesn't particularly care about them. Kala does not know anything about them, but Victor is very interested in them. Okay. And he asks you if you would be able to part with your gun for a little bit. My gun? Which one? Which one do you want to give him? What is he going to do with it? No. Well, all right. Uh, I mean, shot. Do, do you have faith in, in the science boy? This gadget man? Yeah, depends. Depends. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. That's a fair call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, given his previous choices. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave my pump action shotgun with him, sure. Nice. The, the nice little uh, strap that he can use to sling it over his shoulder. Oh, it has a little strap? That's cool. Yeah, I, I figured it was like a, the, I don't know if there's a specific, I don't know that much about guns, but it's a shotgun, but it's got like hand holders, kind of like a, a submachine gun or like a Tommy gun. Oh, Like neat. there's a stock and then there's a front grip that helps with recoil. And that's also the part that you cock. Oh, that's cool. So it like cocks the rest of the gun, but it's like a two, you know. Well, Victor looks pretty excited to have something to tinker with that isn't life or death yeah. for now. And he's like, I'll get this back to you. Don't don't, don't worry about it. I, I know you will. I'm not worried. I think another peripheral goal while he's here is going to just be check in on everybody. Just like a temperature check to see how everybody's coping with 
recent events and then try to give them all something to do to occupy themselves like Kala. Maybe get her set up where she can try to cook. Maybe beg Ella to like let her use one of the kitchens when it's a slow time. Maybe get her some time with one of the chefs to like show her some stuff. She would love that. And Ella, I think Ella would agree to that pretty readily. Yeah, and that would be like, you know, an extra set of hands that probably won't drop stuff everywhere. Probably won't sprout, her hands. sprout claws while she's doing things. Yeah, probably not, but you never know. Right, so, but it'll it'll keep Kala's mind occupied. She comes back up in the evenings, very food-stained, but pretty pretty jazzed good. overall. She's having a good time. Good. That'll make Boreas happy. He smiles. In her time that is not in the kitchen, Victor and she are going to try to recondition the test subjects. That's a big thing on his to-do list, is making sure that they are... In, in a secure location so that when they first wake up, they don't immediately try to kill everything in sight, establish a baseline and start talking with them and then rely on Victor and Kala to help bridge the gap to be like, hey man, we've been where you are and this is what's going on and show them you know, the files and the information that Victor has to try to win them over to our side because we need, we need more people and we got to get more people out of there and keep Alex check in a safe place. I'll leave that up to Victor. I'm not going to get involved in that at all unless right. Victor asks me to. As far as Boreas is concerned right now, he's killed Alex check unless Victor says otherwise. It's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, Not as cut and dry as actually killing him. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Karnak has been very unresponsive to most everything that's been happening, but the Nakir is... just kind of wants to leave. Mm-hmm. Just kind of wants to get out. And they tell you they haven't... Like, they got snatched rather recently, and they just want to fucking go home. Can I determine if they're telling the truth? Roll me spirit. Spirit, which is now a D8. <gasps> I increased my spirit die type. Uh, four. I mean, seems on the up and up. Yeah, that makes sense. I think he'll probably ask opinions from Victor and Kala and what they think about that. Kala would say that she gets it. She wants to go home, too. Yeah. But Victor's like, that's not a good idea. Because they're going to know where you came from. Yeah. Do do they know where they are? The Nakir does. He knows that he's in this casino? Yeah. Like, the Karnak isn't feral or anything, but sure. they're just like, just a brick wall right now. They were purple before in the apartment, but they've been shifting colors pretty rapidly. The Karnak? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. To the Nakir, Boreas nods to Victor, and he says, I think, ultimately, you are right and that uh, it would be foolish to let this one go. But at the same time, if we keep them against their will, that doesn't make us much different from Seva, does it? I think he has a little sad smile. He's like, I mean, yeah. I, it's, it's a difficult situation. There's not a right or wrong answer, but our goal is to put a stop to what they're doing and to get as many people out of there as possible. No, we want them. And I think this, I, I think he wants to stage this conversation close, close by. by so maybe this guy can like hear, if not, maybe allow him to think he's overhearing this conversation. Right, like right outside the door or something. Yeah, to just try to get one last thing in there. I agree. It is not a good idea to let him go. But as I mentioned, we need to try to be better than Seva. And, um... It is only a matter of time until they discover where we are, and who knows how long we're going to be here, and if anything, we are much more secure here than we were elsewhere. I would hope and think, perhaps. God, I hope so. Yes. So at a certain point, it's out of our hands. 
but I want to give them the chance to have the life they want. I don't want our crusade to be everyone's crusade if they don't have the heart for it. So maybe we make sure there's not a tracker, which there probably is, so they probably ought to know we're here. I think as a retcon, that would have been taken care of in the apartment as well. That would have made sense if I would have thought about it. Let's just say that's taken care of. All right. I think think we need to let them go with the uh, understanding that if they ever come back against us in any sort of capacity, they will not receive another chance like this. You could see the Nakir like side-eyeing, listening, kind of (laughs) obviously, tilting his ear towards the door. Not very stealthy about it. He'll go back to the Nakir and then he'll say, What is your name? I don't think I caught that yet. Uh, it's Micah. Micah. Micah, I I don't wish to keep you here against your will. I Thank you. Hopefully. You've been thrust into a situation you didn't choose, much like most of us have. So we're not going to make you stay here. We're not going to hold you hostage or force you to do things you don't want to do. You've come from Saver. You know what they do there. If you have any information you can give us that would help us to free more people like you to go back to their lives as well. That would be much appreciated. I mean, I know the director's real mad. (laughs) That's, that's all I really know. Well, it's good to know we're stirring the pot, at least a bit. She's gonna be real mad that you killed those guys. Yes, I'm sure she will be. But she shouldn't have sent you all to fight us. I think you'll agree that we could have killed you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Thanks. Um, Don't make me regret it, Micah. Yeah, not my intention. I just want to go home. Where are you from? It's just a town on the coast. You probably wouldn't have heard of it. Very well, Micah. I just want to disappear. I just think that would be good. Be careful going right back home. If that's where they took you from, that's where they're going to look for you. Are you sure you can survive on your own? I don't mean that to insult you. I just, if you don't have any resources, any contacts, anything to lean on, what's to stop them from finding you? I'm a little more combat ready than I used to be. Um, might be able to do something. Don't really know. He says that and Boreas just, you know, purses his lips and nods, sort of giving off the affectation of... It's up to you, bud. You can roll a persuasion if you're trying to persuade him to do a certain thing, but this is a thing he's set on doing. Yeah, like, I I think Boreas is is doing his best to make a case as to, you know, what they're doing without trying to force him into helping them. I think it's already, I assumed up to this point, it's already been, like, the intention of, we could use your help and, you know, we're like-minded and want to put a stop to this as well, has already been made. Mm-hmm. And if his response to that is, I get it, but I just want to go home, then Boreas gets that, and he's not going to try to threaten or drill it into him any more than he already has by guilt-tripping him outside of... Right. I, I well, should... I mean, you've made a pretty good case. Can you roll me a persuade just to see how sure. that would end yeah. up being? But before I make this, just, you know, don't let it no, overrule I just, something. No, I'm curious care. how good your argument is received. Uh, Eight. I think he nods and scratches his cheekbone a little bit. I I hear a lot of the sense, but I at least gotta go home and check, right? Maybe I can come back later, 
but I need to make sure everybody's okay. You know? Um, I'm, I'm not going to stop you, my friend. I just want you to understand the circumstance. I know it's not fair, but you need to understand the position you find yourself in. And a we bad are- one? <laughs> Quite. But they will come for you. You're- Remember this. They don't care about you. They're going to come and find you because you're an asset. They spent money on you. They spent time on you. Your research. So do what you need to do. But be careful. And don't put your loved ones in danger if they come for you. Yeah. He will work with Victor and or Ella to see if they can give this guy like a couple of bucks to just let him leave. Victor feels very personally responsible for everything test subject related mm. so he he does give him like at least enough to get a train home right like the not turning him out into the streets or anything like that but yeah i mean that's i think boreas achieved all he wanted to and could so he'll saddle him up and let him go on his way and then the karnic i don't want to reiterate the same arguments but this is the same tactic he's using on both of them if the karnic is not receptive he's going to accept that and say just think about it. We're not going to harm you here. We will take care of you, but uh, it's also a danger to be out in the world by yourself because they will come for you. You are property, etc., etc. The Karnak doesn't seem very interested in going anywhere. Just does not want to be bothered in the corner of this cell is what he's doing. And he hasn't said, like, anything? No. He'll ask him if he has a name. Just no response to anything he asks, I guess. He just nods. He just nods when he asks yeah. what his name is. Yeah. I don't understand. Bites his lip a little bit. Do you have a home? Do you have a name? Were you raised there? Nods. I'm sorry. Um, My friend Kala, she grew up there. She was taken as a young girl. Kala is in there with yeah, she's you. she's in there. She can do her bit and, you know, explain empathizing and explaining and all that stuff but at the end of the day Boreas is not going to be pushy with this guy take all the time you need you're safe here they're not going to if they come for you it's going to be a hell of a fight um we're not your enemies we just want everyone to be free and you know have that chance so if you need anything let us know otherwise we'll give you the space you need for the time being and uh come back later for a quiet lizard, his eyes are doing quite a bit of emoting. Mm-hmm. So it seems grateful, but still not really ready to have a chat. Sure. As it were. Do you like to draw? Shrugs. And if there's anything you want to pass the time, books or paper, pencil, whatever, I'll have them bring some things for you. Colors flicker a little bit for his skin, like. I'll have him bring him some Legos or something. <laughs> Uh, okay, but yeah, he'll uh, he'll leave him in peace then. Gotcha. The test subjects are two floors down in those private cells. Ella has been pretty busy with casino work, been meeting with shareholders, board members, investors, and you know she's just networking like she was born to do it. Mm-hmm. And for all you know, she probably was. Works the net. Pretty much every spare moment she has, uh, any shred of time she can get eating, doing paperwork, she's with Solaire. Sure. Who is not very coherent. She's been in and out of sedation loops, basically, because she has to be awake for Victor to do tests, but then she hurts, so he has to put her back down, kind of. Makes sense. So I do have two questions. Uh Uh-huh. What have you told Ella about this situation? What do you mean? 
like how much have you let her in on in this week prior to that he would again check in with victor and Kala because they're as far as he's concerned you know the the most involved parties so i think his his opinion which he will relate to them is going to be that she has access to a lot of resources she appears to be on friendly terms with them is vested in their success to help her sister you know get away from this corporation so it would probably be wise to trust her to you know to a good extent but ask them if there's anything that they don't want her to know about or relay to her or if they have any specific concerns with that no real specific concerns i mean it would be helpful to have someone at a higher tier of power play to know their situation, but does she know Victor's an arrow? I don't. I don't know that he would have like specifically. I'm trying to think. It's Boreas now. The arrow, or not a lot is known about them. They're generally not liked on the surface. Probably check with Victor because that's kind of his his bag. I don't think Victor super wants to spread that around. I don't think you would tell her then. He's got all that skin for a reason. Yeah, so I, I think he wants to respect Victor's wishes, and even though she's so fine and he's <laughs> super into that, he will probably be comfortable telling her that at some point with, you know, if, if it comes up and she has to know, he'll tell her. But try not to go against Victor's desires because he's having a rough time too. Yeah, he's not doing so hot. But when has he ever since Boris has met him? That, like, one minute on the phone after he thought everything was cool. God, yeah. Hey, what's up, man? Bad. <laughs> that doesn't really answer my question, but okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say, how are you doing? <laughs> I got ahead of myself. This shot that we come in on now is calm and it's mostly silent. There are some gentle beeps and boops of machines that are hooked up to Solaire. It's a small room. It smells kind of like antiseptic now. It was actually Ella's old office. It's right off to the side of the larger one that you fought Avva in. Okay. There are like heavy desks and cabinets and just a lot of screens, but they're mostly just shoved off to one side of the room to make room for Victor's test area that he's trying stuff out in. Oh, so that's in her office? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. What, yeah, this casino wants... doesn't have a lab? Well, no. What? <laughs> doesn't, Where actually. They they're drugs. They're not that kind of casino. Yeah. They that. buy those. Oh, okay. But yeah, these tables just are loaded with specialty medical equipment, testing supplies from that list that Victor gave to Ella when he got here. Victor seems to have busied himself with some vials and he's swirling stuff that could be a Cory mixture, could be Slayer's blood. Either way, it's very green and glowing. Gotcha. Ella is sitting in a chair at the foot of Slayer's bed and her head's in her hands and she's running her fingers through her hair, which is deep purple with some wavy silver bits going through it. Like, you can't see her face, but you can see her posture and she just looks fucking wrecked. Mm. Like, she's super tired. Slayer's asleep. Looks peaceful, but not quite like herself. Mm. Her hair is all green now. That nice mid-morning light's coming through the windows lighten up every metallic object, of which there are a lot in here now. And, but Ella does turn to the door when she hears you creak it open. Knock, knock. I suppose I could just knock, but I decided to say it. <laughs> Come in. <laughs> he will enter, see her sitting there very tired. How's it going? And is Victor in here too right now? Yep, oh. he's just swirling some 
some beakers <laughs> being a science yeah, I was boy. Say, start saying some real awkward shit and forget Victor's <laughs> there. Maybe he's his earbuds. In. He's got AirPods in. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> Victor, no. I'm not doing um too terribly well, but I I don't know. I got some stylus in to finish up her hair because she's mumbling and she didn't like the orange and the green, so I figured I could do this for her, right? <laughs> I'm sure she will appreciate that. You're a good sister. Oh. Well, no one is perfect, but you're trying. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to bring all of this to your doorstep. It would have come regardless, right? I'm in a better position now than I would have been because of you. Yes, so thank because you. of me. You're welcome, I suppose. It's, uh... I don't know if it would have come regardless. This is... I don't know where the, the chain of events, the butterfly effect began. But, yeah, that's life. Here we are. Is there anything I can do to uh, to help you? I have to go out a little later if you want to come with me. I could do that. You've seen all the people we've been bringing in to look at her, and it just hasn't been working. But I found a bioengineer. Might be kind of what we're looking for, but I don't know. He was doing stuff with mixed families, and then he just disappeared. Mm. Off the community grid. That's... Someone just swooped in and defunded him, and hot money's on Alaricorp, but they used a subsidiary to get to him, I think. Defunded? Is that a fancy way of saying, uh, he does kind of like that draws his thumb across his neck? I mean, it's Alaricorp, right? I suppose. We don't deal with them very much. I'd like to deal with them less. Mm. Probably wise. I'm about to get tangled up in this web quite quickly. What does Olericorp have to do with... I mean, this aside from the missing bioengineer, of course. He's probably a high-valued person of interest for them if they wanted to keep him from doing what he was doing. Mm. And my goal is to help him do what he was doing if it helps us. Yes. Uh, yes, of course, I can I can assist you. I would be happy to. Thank you. Mm. Well, any excuse to spend some time? Victor looks over his shoulder. Boris just turns and looks at him. <laughs> like stares, what? Just stares at him. <laughs> he he, just... If he notices Victor looking at him, he will just turn and like look Victor in the eyes until he looks away. <laughs> he fixes his glasses and turns back around. And gives himself a little nod of satisfaction. He turns back around real quick. Uh, where do we begin? Uh, we just gotta go find him. I have a general idea of where he might be, but I gotta go get changed, because I've been in this dress for literally two days. Mm. And I can't go to a business meeting like that. <laughs> I just can't get the zipper down. Oh, um. No, I wasn't. She bites her lip like, no, no. It's a joke. I can get it down. Ah, uh, uh, um, do so. Do you think that this bioengineer has been abducted, or do you think they just put a stop to his research because? I think they probably took his lab and his livelihood. Is seems like an effective swoop. Mm. 
So he might be in dire straits in need of a paycheck and resources. And I can give him some of those things. Um, maybe not all of them, but it's well, better than nothing. I would agree. I'm ready to go whenever. Okay, uh, do you want to meet me in my office? Like 20 minutes? Sounds good to me. All right. I'll see you there. She heads on out. Uh, she departs and Victor is still there. I think he'll check in with him. Any progress? Anything new? Not particularly. Hmm. I would prefer to take my weapon with me if you're done with whatever it was you were doing. I I am actually almost done. Less than twenty minutes done? Probably or? not less than twenty minutes done. Alright. How 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 close to done? Maybe like a day or two. Uh, I've been doing a lot of blood sequencing. I That's fine. Um and it's not something I can take with me now. It's fine. I'll but, I'll speak with Ella. I'm sure she can find me a replacement. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought I'd have it done a little bit quicker, but Don't you know. worry about it, Victor. And he'll pat him on the shoulder and Well, good luck with your work. Thank you for your help. Yeah, um, no problem. He's definitely been reserved this week. Mm -hmm. Hasn't been quite as... Zesty. <laughs> zestier in general, goofing about. That being the case, he still has his survival knife and his Glock. He's got a pistol. He'll go to meet Ella in her office. On your way out, could you roll me a notice? Bad. Hmm. Twos. <laughs> All right, you don't notice anything. Okay. Everything is as it should be. Looks good to me. Ella reappears from a side room a couple minutes later. She is wearing a long-sleeved, high-collared coat. She's got a little scarf draped around her shoulders. She's got her hair up in, like, a little fancy silk scarf. Lots of scarves today, apparently. Oh, my. She makes a, a big show of flicking out these purple-tinted sunglasses <laughs> and putting them on. Well, that's quite the matching ensemble. I must admit, I now feel a bit underdressed. Oh, well, I just have to, you know, have that forward appearance. Just gotta look the part. Mm. And I'll be your dingy associate. <laughs> Got it. I mean, I do have other things if you would like to wear something, but I think you look just fine. Well, thank you. I prefer functional when possible. I don't think we'll be getting into any scraps today, but you never know. Oh, you know, I didn't think I would be uh, shooting up the apartment, or I could present you with a litany of things I didn't expect, so I'm going to prepare for the worst. But uh, maybe I'll pack lightly when we go to speak with this individual so as not to scare them with my <laughs> ghastly appearance. I don't think it's ghastly. Very distinctive. He gives her a, a humored smile. Like he he appreciates the the thought, but you know. I think at his little dismissal, she's like, oh, "Who am I to talk?" And starts towards the elevator. And he quirks an eyebrow at that as he follows her. Well, I appreciate your talk. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So the two of you go down the elevator to the the little limo area once more and pile in. I know a, a limo for out on the town is maybe a bit ostentatious. But, you know, it's all about appearances, right? I agree. If he's a struggling scientist who is in need of work, then he should certainly see that we have resources at our disposal. 
thought this might do that. I think it will. Can you roll me a notice? Uh, that's a two and a one. Hmm. Nothing on that one. I'll Benny them. Sure. I'll, I'll throw a Benny out on that one. A three and a one. Excellent. You don't notice anything, but on the the radio coming from the open window to the cab, you hear that Olera PD has released information about the estate fire last week belonging to Dietrich Strickland, local politician. Ah. Uh-huh. Charged in death with counts of trafficking, slavery, smuggling, and drug manufacturing by local authorities and investigation into his business holdings will continue. Hmm. Boreas will listen to that and say, Oh, good. Got what he deserved. One less asshole in the world. Yeah, he was kind of a garbage can. Have you met him? Uh, once, had you met him? I did not care for him. Hmm. He looks like a smarmy bastard. <laughs> he didn't try to cheat or anything, but... <clears throat> Maybe it wasn't coat shirt. Yes. Oh, you, you know, those those cheetahs, they are just the worst. <laughs> she, she smiles at you a little smugly. <laughs> he has the grace to look mildly embarrassed, but not apologetic. <laughs> like, you caught me. I'm still going to eat the cookies, though. <laughs> and so many cookies there are. Mm, there's only one that he wants. What flavor is it? Ella. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a different limo than the one you were in before. It's a little shorter, but the seats are all a velvety purple and maroon kind of fabric. Like, if it wasn't so fancy, it would be kind of ugly. Gotcha. <laughs> but, sure. But it is fancy enough that you're like, hmm. Decadent. Which is nice. Yes. It smells a lot like citrus in here. Like someone was, like, squeezing some juice or something. There are some plush little pillows on the seats. Ella actually just lays the fuck down on one of the long benches. Mm-hmm. And takes her sunglasses off that she didn't need. <laughs> She's like, I forgot we weren't going outside right away. He'll give her space, but, you know, sit nearby. Just hanging, listening to radio tunes. Sure. He wants to spend time with her, but he also can tell just how wrecked she is. And he doesn't, like, create stress, but yeah, maybe you should ask. He's a big mouth. So, um, how are you feeling I think I'd be feeling better after a couple drinks. Uh, are wh- are you good at tending bar? She gestures to the little mini bar. Well, I've never done it professionally, but I can possibly whip something up if it is your desire. Could be. As long as we're good for this meeting. I mean, I'm always good. You will take her at her word and go fix her a drink. What do you like? Name your poison. I'd be interested to see what you just make me off the cuff. Hmm. He'll make her something like a f- tropical fruity mix. Maybe pineapple juice, like a strawberry liqueur. And um, that'll, that'll do it. The strawberry liqueur, pineapple juice, and cherries on a spear and give it to her. She takes a sip, tips the glass to you a little bit. Not mm-hmm. too much that spills. Sure. <laughs> this is delicious. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad you like it. I called it a Boreas. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's what I call every drink I make. <laughs> it's a Boreas because it, because it was made by me. Yeah, check out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would have flown in bartending school, but... Well, that's why I never went. They tried to... They have so many rules. But if somebody asks me for a Boreas, then I just make them whatever I want to. I think that's pretty good. I'm glad you like it. It's never come up before. <laughs> you don't hang out with a lot of people making them your Boreas's? <laughs> No, I don't. Well, maybe you should. By all accounts, 
that's probably true, but uh, most people have been disappointments up until recently, I think. Well, is that just a an issue of the quality of people or just not wanting to get mixed up with stuff? Hmm. Probably a bit of both, he says, and sipping passively at a, a Boreas that he's made himself. <laughs> what, did, what did Boreas make in his Boreas? <laughs> it's a Boreas. It's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> Man, I, he probably made himself the same thing, mm-hmm. just to see, just... to gauge how much she's lying about how good it was. Roll me a d4. We know how it is. It's a one. Oof. It may not might not be a very good drink. <laughs> I think he went heavy on the liqueur. Mm. Yep. <laughs> just made a glass of disappointment. <laughs> Also called a Boreas. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, ah, it's a, a bit of both, I suppose. Mostly, uh, I stopped taking jobs with other people or joint work where I would have to work directly with them. It's just been easier that way. Is that just because of my sister? Smiles a little bit and takes a drink and doesn't respond at first. Well, that certainly has something to do with it. You know, she asked me... <laughs> To find out what your real name was, like, a year ago? I didn't. Hmm. I just kind of wanted to fuck with her, if we're being honest. And you never tried to find out? No. He nods a little bit at that. I mean, I can't say I haven't been curious recently. Mm. But, you know, that mutual trust and all. Boreas is the only name that matters now. Sounds, uh, cryptic and... <laughs> Enigmatic. It's, uh... It's not an interesting story, I don't think. Well, maybe. I'd like to hear it sometime. He purses his lips, but nods and says, Yes, I... Maybe I will. I will tell you at a different time, maybe. No pressure on that or anything. (laughs) Sorry. No, it's alright. It's alright. He stares out the window as they drive now. But I'm glad I respected your privacy. Um, if you'd like to look into it, please feel free. No, I won't stop you. No, I think Boreas is just fine. Thank you. She scratches at her metal plate, kind of forgetting that it's not skin. Mm-hmm. Is that... I'm sorry if this is... Um, is that... Uh, he gestures with his glass. Is that an augmentation? Oh... No, it's, um, I got hurt, um, pretty bad. They couldn't quite fix up everything. She just sips on her drink. I see. I'm sorry for asking. Most people do. Mm. He looks a little chagrined at that and says, for what it's worth, I think they did a very good job. I appreciate that. So Um. do I. (laughs) Maybe I'll tell you about that a little later, too. Maybe when we're not on business. Oh, maybe. She <laughs> rolled, like props herself up on her elbow to look out the window. <laughs> it's just traffic. Oh, God. No, we should be there soon. I don't know. I haven't really been out much lately. So this is nice, regardless of uh, being stuck in a gridlock. Yes, traffic is... A bore. I'm glad for the company and for the chance to catch my breath. Thank you for putting us up in the casino, for helping me and my friends. Yeah, I mean, I felt not compelled to. That's the wrong word and not what I want to convey. 
but I, I want to help how I can, especially considering uh, my sister seems to be at the heart of this conflict somehow. I understand. We find ourselves in strange circumstances and strange times. Mm-hmm. You had asked me about Rena Morgan? Yes. The, uh, the evil Madam Director. <sighs> I... This bitch is a ghost. I don't know anything about her. At least on the surface. I know she's from the, uh, one of those underground cities. Uh, Caldonics, I think, this one. Yeah, that's kind of what I dug up. She's like a, a robot or um, something. They're, uh, they're called Arrow. They're a race of, um, sentient... I mean, they're essentially sentient machines, yes. But they have the capacity to think and feel. I gotta say, it makes me a little twitchy. Why is that? It just seems weird, right? What is weird about it? Pause for a second, because this has not come up so far. But I had been under the assumption that on the surface, they probably still have like more functioning electronic stuff, especially in terms of robotics or. Oh, yeah. I think like on that. the surface, there are robots to, and robotics like, and stuff. Yeah, and I think that's why a big part of why they distrust Arrow so much right. is what I was figuring. I, and that's, yeah, we're on the same page. He says, ah, I mean. It's not too much different from a person, is it? Unpredictable. You don't know what they're going to do, but they have the ability to learn, to think, to feel, to want, to fear. What do they have to fear? <laughs> they can live forever being metal. I don't know what, what they do. Apparently she did a lot. It did a lot. I think if she's choosing to appear as a woman and her name is Rena Morgan, then I would likely call her she but that's just me i that's not to say that there can't be bad arrow that there couldn't be something wrong with them just as there are sick humanoids i don't know she was um doing a lot of experiments on people and seems like from what you said that's more of the same up here too i'm not defending her actions i'm not saying that she's in the right far from it but I think uh, as a blanket statement, not all error are evil or have negative intentions towards the rest of us. But you gotta wonder, though, why is she doing it? I do wonder. I don't know. If she's making people like Kala, why? To what end? Scientific curiosity? That always seems to be a staple for those who want knowledge for knowledge's sake. Sometimes not knowing where to draw the line when they should. I mean, I guess, but if she's been taking people for however long. She got kicked out about 60 years ago from underground. 60 years ago? I suppose I did know that. It just it's, sounds much longer. It's a when lot. You, yes, when you say it out loud like that. Oh, she's so old. Does she not look... I mean, she looks, she looks like a person. Some can have the appearance of... Uh, Actually, I think most of the arrow that I have met had the ability to camouflage or disguise themselves as an organic being. She grimaces and bites her cheek a little bit, looking a little unsettled by that. Mm. Well, keep your eyes open, but be careful of drawing a line in the sand. We live in a world of grace. They don't all want the same thing, I don't think. My understanding is they were... Many of the arrow there were created by Rena Morgan. So if they were 
you know, just as the arconic associate that is sitting in one of the cells. If the error were raised or programmed in an environment where they didn't know any better, where they've never really been in the outside world, know how things work, of course they're going to have a warped sense of reality and purpose. The kid looked rough. The the conic? I popped down a couple times to look in the window. Well, he's not spoken. Some communication. It seems he was either raised in captivity or snatched very young, just as Kala was. So I think likely lacking in basic empathy, understanding, options, be very limiting, very traumatic. Do you think that Nakir's going to be okay? No, I don't. I think they're going to find him, and I think they're going to kill him or kill everyone he knows to get him to go back with them. Hmm. And I hope he doesn't come back. Because if he does, and I don't have a choice, my choice is going to be protecting us. And I want to protect as many of them as I can. Get as many out as we can for Victor and Kala's sake, if nothing else. But I don't know what's going to happen. And we can't keep them locked up like Sava does. I mean, those cells are mostly for, <laughs> for rowdy guests. So I'm glad they've worked. It's, um... It's actually, it's kind of neat. It uses sound frequencies to mess with their heads so they think they can't do stuff that they should be able to. It works better on people with psionics, but... Oh, that is disconcerting. I wouldn't worry yourself with it. State of the art. Not easy to come by. I will take your word for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is, um... Not exactly the light and breezy limo talk I was trying to <laughs> bring to the table. That's, Not that we have a table. I mean, I guess there's one right there. And she, there's like a little side table. That's quite all right. I'm still having a good time. It's nice to be able to sit and talk, trapped in a sort of time stasis as we can't go anywhere. The limo has been inching. Mm-hmm. It's been It's been getting there. I think if he's quiet, she tugs at her high neck coat a little bit. Mm. She would just get a glass of ice from the mini bar and hold it on her neck. I would offer to cool you off, but um, my solution would be a bit more extreme than a small glass of ice on the neck. Yeah, I saw the ice on the pillar. It's pretty impressive. Purses his lips at that and looks out the window again. God, I'm sorry. I'm so bad at this. I just keep trying to be so casual. And I just want to chat. Like, this is nice. I'm sorry. You don't need to apologize, Ellen. It's... I just, I don't talk a lot outside of boardrooms these days. Mm. So I am usually more direct. And... I, I don't mind the directness. What do you like to do for fun? What do you do outside of boardrooms when you're not talking? Ugh. I feel like I'm taking a long time to think about this. Maybe that's my answer. I don't, I'm not really out of a much these days. Hmm. That must be hard. It's my job. It's what I'm good at. Is it what you enjoy? Is it what you're passionate about? I th- think so. There are aspects of it that I, you know, I just have to do. Responsibilities. Hmm. What is it that uh, drives you to work so hard for this? Uh, mm. Roll me a persuasion. Minus two. Three. Three. Yeah. Oh, you know, love climbing that corporate ladder. 
Of course. He'll let he'll let it go. He won't push. Um, I like um I like watching movies. <laughs> That's dumb, I know. I don't usually stay awake for all of them these days either, but mm. I like playing with my cat. That's oh. pretty good. What's your cat's name? Bub. Bub. Yeah, well, I came with that. It was from the shelter. I responded to it. Couldn't use something else. <laughs> gotcha. He's a good boy that uh, would like to be fed more often than he should be. Well, I don't own any animals, but that is my general understanding <laughs> of their behavior. We just need to get you out and doing things more, maybe. Sounds nice. I wouldn't mind it. I'm kind of dire circumstances right now. Hmm. Of course, this will be for in the future, when things calm down a bit, maybe? I mean, will they? Do you think? I don't know. I hope so. I don't know where this road leads. Not this road, but the uh, metaphorical road that we find ourselves on. But this road, both the literal and metaphorical one, is taking us to the bioengineer man person. This is true. And she checks her map app. She's like, oh, God, we're so close. <laughs> Do you want to get out and walk? No, because that defeats the whole purpose of the limo. Oh, right. We need to arrive need in the to limo. Arrive. You're right. You're right. <laughs> she makes like a little arc in the, in the air with her open palm. Right. Is there anything specific you want me to do while this is going? Should I look intimidating? Should I be nonchalant? I, I invited you along because I think you have a good perspective on things and you tend to be pretty persuasive in my experience. Takes a long sip of his drink. In your experience, what did I persuade you of? Not persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a one. Mm. Nothing. Oh, wouldn't you like to know? Well, I would very much. She says that, and she takes a, a sip of her drink and looks out the window. Your phone rings, and it rings, and it rings. Uh, who's, who's the number? Who's calling? It's a bunch of, like, weird symbols. Uh, this might be Victor? Maybe? I Do you mind if I answer this? Oh, please. He will answer it. I won't be eavesdropping. Hmm. He's going to start the call and wait for a beat to see if somebody talks on the other line before he says anything. So it's a rough voice. You know, Boris, it's in your best interest to pick up a little bit quicker in the future. All of the music is created and performed by Crockett. You can find him on Bandcamp at crockett.bandcamp.com and on Twitter at Crockett80s. We're also featuring music from Marcus D, who you can find on Spotify, and you can find him on Bandcamp at marcusd.net. We're so thankful that they let us feature their work with their permission.